We back again on the Jesus and Jordans podcast. It is your host, B Folks, and today I have a very, very special guest. So this is going to be a new, a new series called How to Monetize Me, where I bring on other entrepreneurs who are who are doing it, you know, who are in in the field every single day trying to gain customers and clients and uh, patrons and they are dealing with the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and I want to highlight their journey I want to highlight the highs the lows and for them to give their journey their you know their, their background and also showcase you know, what they do and tell the people how they got there and also hopefully they uh, give us some jewels so today I got my bro man I got my bro Kenny Sims. Hey. Kenny Sims today. So so for our session today, we're gonna to talk about health and wealth and everything in between, man. Yes, sir. What's yes, up, sir. bro? Man, glad to be here. Uh glad you had me. Yes, Honored sir. to be here. Uh, yes, always, sir, always good conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> man, tell so tell the people about yourself. So you can start off with the name of your business. I know of course we're we're in St. Louis, but just man, you could yeah. just Okay, um, Kenny Sims, name of my training company is Flex Training LLC. I just recently opened a uh, gym in Earth City, yeah. which is located in St. Louis, Missouri. It's called the Flex Facility. And what I do is I, I work with athletes and I work with, you know, your everyday novice individuals trying to, you know, better themselves, get in shape yeah, or, you know, recover from injuries. And I also uh, help the athletes, you know, get to college or get a scholarship if that's what they want to do or just be better at wherever they at right yeah. now so well that's what i do man uh, i love what i do and uh that's pretty much it currently right now yeah um got you bro so but as far as me i'm from st louis born and raised fluorescent grew up uh two-parent household mother and father well, got one brother uh younger brother four years apart you know grew up Pretty blue collar, uh, you know, we weren't, you know, poor or struggling or anything like that, but, you know, I had to work for what I had. I didn't have yes, anything sir. handed to me, yep, so yep. I, I had a good childhood. I'm not going to try to say I, you know, grew up sh- struggling or anything like that. I was just, you know, I earned what I got, Yeah, you know, yep. type thing. Just real blue collar. Um, Grew up in church. Mom was in church. Uh, I actually started off Baptist. Okay. And uh, my mom, when I was like... 12, 13, she actually switched over to Seven Day Adventist. So I kind of follow her. So yeah. now I kind of practice a little bit of, um, you know, everything. I'm not, you know, holding myself down to one denomination, but, yeah, you know, man. I believe in God, I believe in, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yes, everything. Yes, sir. So, you know, and um, yeah, man, um, played sports throughout school, grew up. Got a scholarship, went to college yeah. on a full ride to play ball in college. Okay. Um, obviously, I wanted to go to NFL. Like yeah. everybody else, you know, childhood dream, go to NFL. Um, when I got in college, I kind of realized, you know, it could happen, might not happen. So I decided I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach. So I got yeah. my degree in exercise science. Um, when I graduated, tried to do the CFL thing, semi-pro thing, you know, for a few years, didn't work. And I ended up, you know, just getting into the regular workforce, you know, and yeah. field, just getting jobs, you know, here and there, different little jobs. All right. So hold on. We're going way too fast. Brother. Okay. 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 
Yeah, but I, again, I love I love the uh, conversation so far, bro. Okay. So your predominant sport in high school was football, mm-hmm. right? So talk about football for a second. Okay. Talk about the process of you picking the school you went to and okay. how that how okay. that all okay. happened. And because I know at Hayeswood Central, bro, you were a big deal. Okay. You know, yeah, we were out back, and uh, you played cornerback. Yep. Right. So how was the whole how was the whole recruitment process and um, kind of talk about the highs and lows and how many how many people w- were looking at you just like yeah, the, whole the whole season thing. in your okay. life because you um, know I honor and I appreciate uh, vulnerability yeah and I just man, I, again I appreciate you being here bro yeah okay you know, I so. slow it down uh so well I played a lot of sports growing up I chose football yeah. um in high school because I was starting to excel at that I played baseball too. And ran track. I ended up doing just track and football my junior senior year. Okay. Um, going into my senior year, I really didn't have any Division One scholarships. Although I was one of the better players on my team, I didn't have any D one scholarships. I had a lot of D two scholarships, um, but I didn't have any D one offers. Senior year, we had a okay year. We went like five and five or something like that. I had a pretty good year though. Towards the end of the year, I ended up getting some late. Division one offers like Tulsa, uh, Northwest, yeah. Fresno State came in late. I probably was like you know second tier recruit for those type guys. And okay. after somebody they wanted didn't pick them, they yeah. probably threw out an offer to me late. Yeah. So I got some D one offers late. Um, went on some visits. Tulsa actually went up to a camp with them, and uh, they offered me again on the spot during the camp. And it was kind of one of those things, you know, young school. There was the first D1 school to offer me. Gotcha. I kind of just fell in, yeah, fell in love I, with I the you. first school that offered me. Yes, Actually, sir. they were did just come off a winning season. They went to the Liberty Bowl and stuff, but I kind of just fell in, fell in love with them because um, I had actually seen and been there. So that's how I ended up going with Tulsa. The recruitment process, it's a, it's a little bit challenging. I mean, um, yeah. it's a lot of different factors that play, evolve, play a role in it. I was the only actually... My high school team was really good. We had a lot of good players. I would honestly say I probably wasn't even the best player on the team, but I was the only one to go D1 yeah. my senior year. For real? I, mean, I was the only one that had grades. Yeah, okay. I got the you. other guys that were probably better than me, but nobody had grades or ACT score. Gotcha, yeah. I was the only one that had the grades, and I think that is what kind of put me in the position to get a Division One scholarship because I, just being transparent, honest with myself, I was a great – I was a good – High, great high school athlete. Was I a elite college athlete? No. I probably was more middle of the pack once I got to college. Gotcha. Okay. High school, I was above average. Yeah. But the thing about me was I was smart and I worked hard. Gotcha. And I feel like that took me, that started my journey to get me where I'm at now. Yeah. And that has taken me a lot of places in my life just being a hard worker, not so, necessarily being the best. Yeah. But being consistent and outworking people. So in high school, I mean in college, tell me about that moment where it was that wide, that wide-eyed, hey, I'm not in high school no more. Bro, oh man, man. like, uh, <laughs> like, like, welcome to the college, bro. Like, well, I had you a few not in Kansas moments. no more, bro. My first moment was freshman year, so I, I actually played as a true freshman. Okay, I should have redshirted, but again, I went, I got up to school early. During the summer, one of the only freshmen there. Of course, I was in shape because I 
I just was a hard worker. So yeah. I got there, you know, I was finishing first in the sprints and stuff, different little things. I actually was making a lot of upperclassmen mad. Like, who's this little young dude coming here running yeah. all hard doing summer yeah. conditioning? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm trying to turn some eyes. Trying to turn up. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I ended up playing as a true freshman on special teams. I should have redshirted it, but I wasted a year just playing kickoff, kickoff return. So why do you feel like I mean, you should have redshirted? Well, this is the thing. As a young player, you're so eager to get on the field. Yeah. But it's not so much the physical aspect of the game, it's the mental. Gotcha. Which is what I was going to get to with the wild moment, yeah. telling you about the wild moment. Because there's so much scheme and everything's moving fast, everybody fast, everybody's strong, the game's yeah. just a lot faster. Gotcha. And you need that year to adjust and yeah. learn so that way you can play fast because you understand. Yes, sir. Um, so I should have redshirted. They gave me some time, but I was eager, so I let them waste a year playing special teams. Yeah. So to get to the wild moment, first kickoff, it's like the second game of the year. We running down. I'm hyped. Kickoff. I'm on kickoff. I'm hyped up. I'm running down the field hard as I can, trying to on kickoff. Somebody come from across the field, just ear hole. Bing. Yeah. Knock me out. <laughs> I'm stumbling over I'm not, to the side. I'm not a high school no yeah, more. Man. <laughs> I'm not a high school. Wake up call. And then the second moment was that actually my sophomore year, I wasn't a starter yet. Yeah. But it was going into the second game of the season, and I was a backup. Yeah. Oh, and I was a backup, and um, somebody in front of me got hurt. Okay. And I ended up getting thrown against the game, against OU. And oh, the first wait. game, it was we was at home, playing oh, OU. Was, okay, I got you. And I got through in the game, like second series. And I remember my leg was shaking. It's packed. Yeah, they got our house packed out, boomer, sumer, everywhere, yeah. even at our house, because yeah. you know it's still Oklahoma. And I'm leg shaking. DeMarco Murray in the backfield. Ooh. And uh first play, he got the ball, didn't come to me. It was like two plays, two or yeah. three plays. I didn't get the ball, but like I remember like a few plays into the series, down the side, he finally met me on sideline, ran me over. Boom. Yeah. And that was kind of like wake up, like, okay, I'm good now. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so okay, so even though you're super nervous. Yeah. And you feel like the moment is probably bigger than you. What did that do for your confidence though, bro? Like this is your second year and you getting some real clock now. Yeah. Well, it was like after I got ran over, like he ran me over on the sideline and it was like, boom, he ran me on my head ringing. I get back up and it's like, all right. Yeah. That's the worst. You know, like that's the worst that could happen. I'm gotcha. good now. Yes, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. kind of like, all right, I got that out the way. And the rest of the game, I was cool, but- you know, I had to get that moment, that that starstruck moment. Gotcha. Because, like, you know, he older than me. I'm watching him on TV last year, and now I'm yeah looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> After that, he he went over. He he went on to yeah, play. He in went the to league. the league, man. I played against yeah. a, a, a lot of guys that came out of conference like, that went to the league. But um, yeah, man, that did that just gave my confidence to play that young. Um, I started from sophomore year to senior. Year. That's dope, bro. Uh, we we won like three conference championships. I got. Three or four bowl rings. Yeah. So, I mean, it was awful. I had a great experience. Uh, Tulsa was a small private school. Yeah. So, it reminded me of high school because, like, the football team and everything, we was real close-knit, like, gotcha. family. Um, predominantly white private school. So, gotcha. pretty much the football team is all the black kids. So, yep. we kind of stuck together, hung yeah, together. It was, like, real close-knit, you know. Um, did you try for the draft? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. So, I didn't get drafted. I did get. Invited to rookie mini camp. I did rookie mini camp with the Rams. Dope. Um, I made it like four days before they cut me. Yeah. Um, but that was I cool. I still that, got bro. the jersey. 
Uh, still got jerseys. Still got the gloves. They give you all free stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. That was a great experience. I was there with Sam Bradford and yeah. like uh, Marty Gillier from um, Cincinnati yeah, receiver. Man. Like that was that around that time when they yeah. were all at the Rams. That's, so that's dope, when I bro. was there. <laughs> all right. So talk about the transition from college to now. You're on staff, mm-hmm. right? As a trainer or an assistant. You was assistant. Uh, you mean what? Uh, like Lindenwood? Yeah. So post to post college, mm-hmm. now into your training and being on staff and helping out as on on a coaching team. Okay. Okay. So talk about that transition and how the, all that happened. Uh, so once you know, I got cut. I tried out for a few different teams, and I just kind of came to a realization like, you know, everybody don't make it. Yeah, I got a degree. You know, I can go out here and do something. So yeah. I just decided. I ended up started going. I went back and worked at your school, Hazelwood East. Hazelwood I went East. back to his Hazelwood East. I was a yeah, uh, in school suspension, <laughs> in school su- suspensions teacher. I started. One of my old football coaches was the head coach there at the time. He yeah. was like, "Man, you know, you should get into education. Yeah, you, know, you can make a difference with the kids." This now, so I ended up went back worked at Hazelwood East. Did like two years coaching on high school level. But it just wasn't it for me. It was like, honestly, I respect the teachers. A lot of work, not a lot of pay. You gotcha. know, kids. Yeah, man. You know, kids different yeah. nowadays. It was challenging. I was young too. So anyway, while I was there, I was, you know, met a few mentors, teachers. So a few teachers talked me, and it's like, hey, you're only making twelve dollars an hour as an ISS teacher. You can't be a teacher, although you have your degree. You got to get certified, be a teacher in Missouri. Yeah. Yep. So I ended up going back to school, to grad school to get my master's in education. I went Dope. to Lindenwood. Dope. And I became a graduate assistant so I could get my master's paid for. Yep. So I was a graduate assistant there, got back into coaching, and that was that was an adjustment. I was still young. I still felt like I could play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was an adjustment. You know, but being around it was good for me, you know, being around the game. So how was talk about this for a second, bro? Because everyone has has different pivot emotions mm-hmm. and pivot pivot moments. Mm-hmm. You actually got to um to be on the ram and got that invite. Yeah. And then you said just through time and time, it's like, man, I keep trying, I keep trying. Maybe this is not for me. Right. Like how, how did that make you feel, bro? Like how was that moment for you? It's, or moments. I mean, it's still hard. I mean, I feel like, honestly, I feel like at times I, I look at um, you these leagues now, like, you know, the XFL and yeah. the, like, I feel like I could probably and still. And you still in shape too, I feel bro. like I could probably still play for the Battle Hawks or something. So it's still hard because I still feel like, man, maybe I gave up too soon. Maybe gotcha. I could have still tried. I still feel that way sometimes. Gotcha. But it was kind of one of those things where like life coming at you. I had been out of college for a few years at this yeah. point. Bills starting to add up. Yep. One thing I think I did wrong, and a lot of black men and I, well, just a lot of black kids do wrong too, I think, is when we come home from college, we feel like we got to go on our own and we don't go back mm. to our parents' house. And it yeah, was a kind of a pride thing for me. When I came back from college, I should have went home. It. Talk about I should have went home. Gotcha. But I came home. I was like, I ain't going back to my mom's house. I'm about to get my own spot. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm creating bills for myself. That's I got right. apartment, got bills. Yeah. Transportation, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So although I'm trying to pursue a, dri- a dream, yeah. I got life happening life with now happening. because yeah. I'm out of my parents' house. So yeah. I'm, 
I'm broke. You know, yeah. everything. So it just got to a point where it's like, man, you tripping. You need to go get a real job if you finna be out here on your own. Yeah, man. <laughs> and just let football go. Gotcha. And that's kind of what it had me. But I always look back and kind of regret sometimes. Not regret, because I feel like everything happens for a reason. But just look back like, maybe my story would have been different. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Okay, so now you are a GA mm-hmm. at Lindenwood. And how did... Um, so so what happened from there? Like um your GA and now. So I'm a GA to... at Lindenwood. I'm doing really good, man. Um I ended up getting hired as a full time coach. At this time I'm like twenty six, twenty seven. I'm young. Coach, I'm the wide receiver coach at Lindenwood. That's dope. Division two school. I'm like twenty six years old. And they D one now. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, at the time they were D two. But it was good. I mean, it's one of those jobs where the title is more prestige than like Position. I think I made it like in like make it like thirty thousand a year, thirty two okay. maybe. But everybody like, man, you a coach at Lindenwood? Like, yeah, yeah, I was, but you weren't making no money really. You. But it was it was just one of those kind of things. So I say that to say I was a college coach at Lindenwood, but I'm still I'm still like hanging like I'm just a regular person. Got you. All right. I'm from St. Louis, so I know a lot of people that's in the city. I'm still going out, and a lot of people don't leave St. Louis. Yeah, bro. I'm yeah. still. I'm like I said, I'm 26. I'm still kicking in. I'm still yeah. going out, drinking to the bar. I'm still going to clubs. You yeah. know, although I'm coaching Linwood, yeah. I'm still hanging like I ain't. Gotcha. So going into my second year at Linwood, I actually get switched over. I become the DB coach. They promote me to the special teams coordinator. Now at this point, I'm the DB coach. I'm the special teams coordinator. I'm the assistant recruiting coordinator. Okay. At like 27. That's crazy, All right, going bro. into my second year. So things going good. That's super dope, bro. Yeah, like everything good. But at the same time, I, I'm i still hanging. I'm still kicking it. Gotcha. I'm going out. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. I'm hanging it with all my friends. I'm doing everything that everybody else my age in St. Louis is doing, although I hold this position. Gotcha. And um, which leads me to kind of the next chapter of my life. I ended up, um, I ended up having to resign from Lindenwood because mm. I got – Caught with some weed in my car gotcha. at the Lindenwood co- as a Lindenwood coach. I actually was at someone's house and they their house ended up getting like raided or something like that Dang. by the St. Charles police. And I happened to be there. Wow. When it happened. Um the crazy the ironic part about it was like the day I got there, it was like weird. It just felt weird. Like it was just a lot of stuff going on that normally wasn't going on. I literally just came from Lindenwood. I'm in a Lindenwood polo. Dress pants, state, yeah. uh, Steve Madden's like yeah. shoes. I'm yeah. dressed up, but I'm at this house. We chilling, everybody hanging. Next, you know, St. Charles police SWAT whoop kick whoop. in the door, boom. And you know, long story short, they end up searching my car. I got weed in the car. They like, oh, you a Lindenwood coach? Next, you know, I'm on news, Channel Two News, Dang. like Lindenwood football coach slash drug lord. Trash. Uh, that's caught the, that caught so with trash, uh, three ounces of weed in his trunk. Drug blah blah Lord, blah. <laughs> yeah, bro. So this is like you know the paint, the that's picture, crazy, the, the news man. painting or whatever. So I had yeah, to go media, in. Man. I get I had I get taken in. Had to spend night in jail. I wake up the next morning. I go. I, so immediately I go to school and I resign because I'm like, man, I need to resign before this hit the news. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I end up resigning. Still end up blowing up. You know, pretty much. You know, everybody know I'm from St. Louis. People know me. I'm, you know, I'm well known. Yeah. So it's it's bad, man. It's like one of the lowest points of my life. Like, it's bad. Like, like I said, I grew up in church, good kid, on a roll, never in trouble, 
no detentions in high school, yeah. nothing. So yeah. like everybody like, Ken? Yeah. What? He smoke? He he what? Like yeah. whatever. Not him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bad. Like, and then the media wasn't making it no worse. They were like blowing it all out of proportion, and everything. So I ended up getting um a felony charge. Yeah. Um, so I had to resign from Linwood. At this point, now I had no job. I can't get no job. I got a felony charge. Even though I'm not convicted, I got a felony charge on my record. It's not resolved yet. So when they run background check, every job, I went to like, it was a point for like six months. I mean, I go to an interview and the person I'm interviewing, they like, you know, of course, they like, yeah, we want to hire you. I look good. Yeah. You look good. Well-dressed black dude. You got a great resume. Yeah, Boom. As soon as yeah. that background check come, they come back like, yeah. Uh, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> so this happened with like several jobs. I'm talking about like United Healthcare, Cardinal, Cardinal um, Glenn. Like I'm talking about all different kind of companies. So I couldn't get no job. So at this point, I'm depressed. I'm like, man, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, life over. You know, I ain't gonna be able to do nothing. So I ended up applying to Hertz. Yes, sir. Rental car. Oh, this is where we met, bro. Yeah, this is where I met Brandon. So I ended up applying to Hertz. They have an open house for to be a CSR, like a counter rep. Yep. At the airport. I go in and do the interview. I'm talking to a manager. He like, why are you interviewing for a rep? Like, you should be trying to be a manager. Your revenue yeah. is outstanding. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, but you don't know what I know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see when yeah. you run this background check. So anyway, long story short, they run the background check, man. And, you know, by the grace of God, they gave me a chance. Uh, they ended up calling me back, Cranston, Derek, all of them. They yeah. were like, look, we seen what's on your record. You know, tell us what's going on. We, I told them the whole story. It was like, you know, I haven't been convicted, but it's still going. They gave me a shot. Dope. So that's how I ended up at Hertz. Start off as a location manager airport. I ended up becoming a branch manager. And uh, that's how I met Brandon. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> so uh, it, in this part of convo, I want to talk about as an entrepreneur. You know, a lot of times we have two lives. Yeah, right. We're, we're starting a business, and it's growing, and it's it's new, brand new. A lot of people don't know what's in this field yet, but like you said, we gotta make money. Right. So a lot of times we have a nine to five, and we're starting, and we're starting to do what we really love to do. Yep. So talk about that process of all right. This, this stuff is behind me. I got a little change in my pocket. Now I want to start giving back and start to help build healthy bodies and in, in other people. Right. How did that whole process start? So to backtrack real quick. So during the time I couldn't find no job, I had a friend that uh, started the LLC named Flex Trainer. Okay. All right. He started LLC. He was actually working at Hazelwood Central coaching and he was training kids on the side. Gotcha. He like, hey man, you know, you ain't got no work right now. You can help me train some of these kids, make some little change just so you can have gas money and stuff. So that's how I started. So I started working, training kids just here and there every Saturday, make $100 or something, just put mm-hmm. some money in my pocket. Fast forward, get hired at Hertz. I'm still doing that, okay, on the side. But it's yeah. just, you know, every blue moon I'm working with kids. So as I'm working at Hertz, like a year into it, I'm like, man, this ain't for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. This ain't for me. Yeah, like, man. man, I got to do something else. Like, my passion is what I'm doing on the side. Yep. But I got to make ends meet. So I had to sacrifice, man. I had to, I told myself, well, I got to map out a plan to my exit plan from Hertz. Yeah. Basically, that's what it was. Awesome. And it was like, 
I got to build my business at the same time as I'm working my nine to five yeah, so man. that I can be able to transition from the nine to five to working for myself. And so that's a grind, man. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't see the grind that goes into that because you putting in 40, 50 hours for somebody else at their job, but then you still got to come home and put three, four hours in it on your own business and you tired and I couldn't even imagine doing it with kids. I don't have kids. So I can let me testify for you, bro. (laughs) I respect somebody, people with a family and kids. So (laughs) everyone who's going to be who's going to be listening, Uh I'm gonna testify for this dude. So when I first got there, what what was evident (laughs) that this dude is a leader. (laughs) He's a leader of leaders. Like, because people don't know. Like we were grinding yeah. at Hertz. Yeah, yeah. We were doing fifty hours a week. Yeah, you know what I mean? Easy. And it, it's a, it was only a couple of us there. Yeah. At one time. So it's always all hands on deck. Yep. You know, it's customer service. Yep. It's sales. Yep. So we always have a, a quota. We're always thinking about numbers, finesse. Yeah. <laughs> we're thinking about customer service and treating people right. And we're dealing with people. And you don't understand how it is if you mess up someone's yeah. vacation. Yeah. Or, or weekend plans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were really, we were really in the grind. Yeah. So to do that and to say, all right, I have to leave here and go to nine, ten o'clock at night, you know? Yeah, literally for That's tough, bro. I would say for three years of my life. That's tough, bro. For three years of my life, I would wake up at four in the morning. Yeah. And not come back to my house to 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I remember, bro. Six days a week for about three years straight. Because I'm getting up, I'm training. Not only, but this is the thing. Not only am I training other people, I have to train myself because yeah. to get, we'll touch on this later, but I am the business. I'm the walking advertisement. Okay. So being in the fitness world, you got to look the part. Yeah, man. If you really want to excel on that level, there are trainers that you don't, you know, but if you which, really want to do <laughs> which I don't understand. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say yeah, the gym I attend all the time. Yeah. But there's this trainer, bro. <laughs> this dude has to be about a buck 30. <laughs> wet. I'm talking about not a buck yeah. not, not not a buck 30 solid. Yeah, yeah, just, just skinny. Wet. <laughs> and I'm just like, how are you a trainer? Who are you training, right? Because just like you say, you are the billboard. Yeah, you are. You are bill. that you are the advertisement. So people are going to look at you like I. I mean, for yeah, real, I want to look, look like, like you. Exactly. And if you ain't, if you ain't looking like nothing, exactly. <laughs> so, 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 so to say that, so I'm getting up four a.m. I'm working out. Yeah. Four a.m. Four thirty a.m. to six. Then I'm training from six to eight nine. Luckily, I got to the position where I was able to get. Great employees, like brand, yeah, and you other had me. P- and other employees that I was able to build a Sir. team to where I had the flexibility to where I could come in later. Shout out to AP, shout out yeah. to yeah, uh, where I could States. come in later. But I was training to six, eight, nine, yeah. working nine to five, then getting off training from six to nine in the evening, Bro. then going home, trying to spend an hour with my wife, maybe talk to her. You just got married, just got married, eighteen, uh, yeah, twenty eighteen, yeah, end of eighteen. So, 9.30 to 10.30, I'm trying to talk to her, you know, spend some time with her. Now I got to get my clothes ready for morning, pack all my food, yeah. pack all my clothes, everything, get in the bed at 11.30, wake up and shows. do it and do it again. Every and you're day. doing shows, yeah. bro. Yeah. Every day. So that was a grind. But 
like I said, it was a grind, but to say go back and say, like I said in the beginning, I I was always a hard worker as a kid. So yeah. the grind of it really didn't bother me. I it's actually it's already instilled. I actually kind of feed off the grind. My gotcha. wife said, You always gotta find something to like find something to do. And I really do. Like I like to find challenges for myself. Yeah. So the grind really wasn't like having to work wasn't it. It was just like over time, it just got tiring. You get to wore out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But man, like to be honest with you, bro, it's because of you and some other people who was out of my immediate circle. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of people in my immediate circle, we were all doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, church and, you know, working. And yeah. it was no one really taking major risks. Right, right. So when I got around you, and that was a very crucial part because I had just had my baby. Yeah. My baby girl. And just financial stuff. And yeah. Like hurts, hurts really helped with that. But then, but then having those conversations with you and seeing your schedule, yeah, I was like, bro, I know I got I got kids and all, but I can work a little harder, yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm looking at the, is this at this cat Kenny man, and like, how does he not just, um, just like stop, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. just like, how does he not just quit? Right, 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 like. Not just quit ultimately. I'm talking about quit in the day. Like, I'm not doing this. Forget this. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, my question to you is, bro. Well, first first and foremost, thank you for those oh, yeah. for, for those couple of years. But my question to you was, what sustained you, bro? How did you get through, those, through that mean, very, very tough season? I feel like having a goal okay. in mind and you have to... Be laid so laser focused that like nothing can get in the way. Like, mm. like even now, like I feel like it's never ending. It's always one grind to the next. Like everybody always look at you and say, like, oh man, Kenny got his own gym. Boom, boom. Like yeah, I was grinding at Hurst. Now I'm grinding at my gym. Yeah, I man. still don't have no days off. I work yeah. seven days a week, <clears throat> yeah. and some days I'm in the gym 12, 13 hours a day. So now I'm in a different season a different grind in a different season of my life. Yeah. And I keep telling myself the same thing. I was telling myself it hurts. I just got to do it for three or four years yep. until I can get the big commercial gym that I want because I'm yep. going to have the biggest gym in St. Louis. Talk about it, bro. <laughs> that's my goal. Them. That's my goal, Flex man. On them. And so that's yes, what sir. I see. So I'm yeah. like, I ain't stopping until I can get there. I agree, bro. And I mean, it's hard, bro. You get tired, but it's like you keep on, You, I don't know, you keep putting in you and you and to not exclude God, you got to trust God Facts. that he got a plan for you. And I feel like he wouldn't have put this vision in my heart or in my mind if it, if it wasn't meant for me to, to chase it. Yeah. Because this is the thing, like everybody sit back and wait for God to bless them with something. But sometimes he might not bless you. Sometimes he might bless you with an idea. Yes, sir. And it's your yeah, responsibility to take the leap. To go Bro, get it. I he said, just put I the idea on, on your mind. I said on this for almost <laughs> two years. Yeah. This idea of a podcast. Yeah. Because I felt inadequate. Yeah. You know, like I grew up stuttering and yeah. I still do now, bro. Right. And my thing is I'm looking at people on the podcast who are, they're just such eloquent speakers, yeah, bro. Yeah. And they, some aren't, some are this, they are just themselves and, and they make it work. But they have a machine behind them. Yeah, and I don't know too many people who just starting. 
Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm inadequate. I, I don't even like talking for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, he just kept putting this on my heart. Like, yep. you got to do it. You yep. got to do it. You got to do it. Yep. And so, like, I get it. Yeah. So, it, just like what you said, God may just bless you with an idea. Oh, it's time for you to walk it out. Yep. And he's going to grace you as, as you, you walk, as you, as you As he see that you're willing to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And, and, and go out there and do like, okay, he willing to step, then... You know, I'm gonna go ahead and grab his hand, but you gotta step first. You gotta step, bro. You gotta step first, and and you know, I was crazy. I be watching um, Darius Daniels yeah. a lot, and he just was well, just watching his midweek serving. He was talking about taking ownership, and That's that it. really hit hard with me. But it's like it's so much stuff that we don't take ownership of, or that we just put to the back burner, and we don't really take ownership of. Like I've been trying to make myself do stuff in the moment. That's yeah. why when you ask me. About doing this podcast, like earlier today, I almost would text you. Like when you texted me yesterday and said we couldn't do it, and then I almost texted you today and was like, man, I was tired. I was like, man, I'm gonna text him and tell him let's do it. But I was like, if I don't do it right now, it'll be a month from now. I appreciate you, bro. And you got to do stuff right now. Yeah. Like if somebody say, oh, call such and such, call yeah. them that day. Yeah, bro. Because otherwise, you ain't gonna call them for a week. Yeah, so <laughs> my first episode, right? All right. I had my homeboy Ben Jones. Yeah. Right. And I said, hey, bro, I'm doing it. So just just let me know whenever you free. I'm thinking he's going to say. He said, hey, bro, I'm free tonight. So I'm like, uh, uh. Yeah. Well, all right, come on, bro. Exactly. And we had it that, 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 night. that same night, bro. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you got to do it right gotta, now. You got to move. You got to move. Yeah, so. you got to move. So that's a good one. You got to move. Yeah. You got to move right now, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, that is good. That's good. Yeah, because like I told my wife, man, I said, I'm not sure if you realize this though. These days are going by faster, bro. They are. We in May. We in tomorrow. May tomorrow. How? The month, like literally. How are yeah. we in May already, bro? Yeah, the time's moving faster. And and the thing about it is, that's that's part of it. You so busy doing stuff that don't really matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's a whole another conversation. But doing stuff, you know, all this other stuff, and life just passing you by. My yeah. wife tell me that all the time. She's like, you need balance. You need balance. Mm-hmm. But I, but I'm so goal driven that I'm like I'm like this. Yeah. And when I see something, I don't be seeing nothing else. But yeah. That. And so like, now, <laughs> how do you create it though? That's the thing. The, how do the, you create that balance? I don't believe in perfect balance. Yeah. I believe in priority. Yeah. Whatever is the priority for the moment, I take care of. I feel like there's been times since I've been. Working for myself on my gym that I had to tell myself, like, it's okay to take a day off. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, like, if you take one day off, you're not slacking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to have, you got to enjoy life because tomorrow not promised. Yeah, so while I'm sitting here working for the biggest gym in St. Louis, God cannot wake me up tomorrow. Thanks. Then I don't waste it. All these five years I was married, I didn't even get the... Enjoy the fruits of my marriage because yes, I was striving for something that I wasn't even never gonna see. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, man. So you got to push that into perspective too, it, it, and it's hard. It's hard to balance that, especially you know, the type of person I am. So I just try to make myself, you know, take the day off. Luckily, God bless me with a wife that she'll you know nag at me until you know I'll be like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna take tomorrow off so I can yep. make her happy. But sure. really, it's Doing something for me Yeah It ain't even really her For real She looking out for me Yeah man <laughs> Yeah You know I love it bro So Cause like You know You're You're an entrepreneur okay. Business owner 
but you're still but you're still a husband. Mm-hmm. You know? So kind of talk about <sighs> all right, in this part of now you have the guts and the audacity to leave Hertz. Yeah. For good. Yeah. And to go full time into yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're married. Yeah. Newly married. Yeah. Talk about that season in your life, bro. Ooh, man. To all of my sneaker heads, lovers of Christ and lovers of all things culture, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to part one of how to monetize me with my very, very special guest, Kenny Sims. I know, I know, I know. I cut it off at a really important time, but please come back for part two as Kenny explains what it looks like to go all in on yourself, to bet on yourself. This is the Jesus and Jordans podcast with your host, your boy, B-Folks.